Hello and welcome to the BIN podcast with myself, Wayne Anthony, and my colleague on the other side of the planet, Jartan. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we have a special treat for you tonight, my good friends. We have the official doctor of the BIN podcast, Dr. Emma. How are you doing? Hi, Jartan. <laughs> All the way across the street from you. I'm sitting here in my lounge. Yeah, just down the street. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> if I look out my window, I can actually see your house. Yep. Yep. Creepy. But yep. we're practicing social distancing, so we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this is why you're the doctor. We're the Uix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell us a bit about yourself, Emma. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm... Uh, a doctor. I'm uh, about uh, 10 months shy of being a specialist in primary health care. So I work uh, as a GP, you could say. Uh, I live here in Sweden and I have two kids. Uh, yeah, just got back from the mountains. I went skiing. So I might possibly be the worst person here <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> um, but now I'm kind of semi-isolating uh, myself for a couple of days before I go back to work. And you're married to my best friend. Oh, that's so sweet of you. I didn't know you guys were best friends. He's your best friend. We don't know if it works both ways. Yeah, or... We do, do not know if it's mutual, though. We, <laughs> we have no idea if it's mutual. Um... Yeah, yeah. I'm married to Drew, Shatan's best friend. <laughs> According to me. According um, to it's, just, it's just been outed as Shatan's uh, yeah. best friend. Is this one of those like opinions that not really a fact that I'm supposed to shit all over. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that why you're here though? Yeah, I didn't know we would like jump into it straight away. (laughs) Great fucking segue. All right, so we just got our first great segue. I do have to say uh, though, uh, the music that you heard in the background uh, at the beginning is uh, a song by Blacktop Mojo called uh, Come Get Your Coats. Go check them out on Spotify or wherever you stream your music. Uh, great band, great music. So, back to the point of the day. Emma, yep. you made some sonorically comments on Facebook, and that's why you're here. <laughs> uh, tell us a bit about that, please. Well, I did. I listened to your, um, your last uh, Facebook um, live feed, um, and... Uh, I just thought you had very strong opinions about epidemiology, <laughs> and I was quite intrigued <laughs> by where you got that all that everything from. Can we just clarify that that was Yartan's opinion, not me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he seemed to be quite upset about the, the Swedish <laughs> way of dealing with this. Mm. I, I am. And perspective, please. Well, okay, so where do I start? Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, well, know well, well let, let's, like... do, let's do Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. So okay. you work at, where do you work? I work at the local uh, primary health cl- care clinic here where we live. And uh, for the last couple of weeks, we haven't really had much to do because we've been trying to get everyone who's in a risk group. So everyone who's 70 plus to not come in. So I've been working mainly over the phone and um, yeah, trying to not uh, trying to convince all these people in risk groups to not come in or move around too much. Uh, So for me, work for the last couple of weeks has been really simple (laughs) quite sweet actually um and uh we're kind of just waiting for the storm to hit really uh we've been told that um uh it's gonna be like the peak here where we live it's gonna be just before the summer maybe in may beginning of may so right now it's it's pretty calm really it hasn't affected me that much and what um what has the government over there put in place to sort of help stem the flow sort of thing? As in, we've got like the social distancing, staying at home, those kind of things. But have, has Sweden done anything different to the UK? Or 
is it pretty similar? Well, I think we started out quite similar and then you did like this, like 180 degree turn, like yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and, um, a lot of people are talking about this like Swedish experiment, sort of like why are we doing things so differently? And I think um, one, way, one thing you have to think about is when you look at how different countries um, act and um, what kind of like, uh, like how the government comes and um, restricts you and stuff, you have to look at the context what your country looks like like in italy for example you have a lot of old people you have a lot of risk factors as in smoking and maybe maybe somewhat less um uh, um i don't know the general um access to to healthcare could be different possibly and you have people who live uh, with several generations in the same household so you have like a lot of different uh, factors that you have to consider and when you when you do these um, interventions kind of really affect people's lives uh, you have to look at the whole context and and maybe when you look at that, it's easier to understand why Sweden has done it differently. We are quite different than a lot of uh, comparable countries. Like the more than, I think it's around half of all household in, households in Sweden are just one person. Um, wow. Yeah. And yeah, like <laughs> shut down over there. Uh, and um Kids or young adults move out of their the parents' house when they're 18, 19, compared to like 26 in the rest of Europe. Uh, yeah. So you will have different, you know, strategies in different countries. And our uh, state epidemiologist uh, said the other day, and I thought it was quite interesting that like people keep talking about the Swedish experiment, but I mean, it's a pretty big experiment putting a whole country in lockdown, right? In quarantine, like that's never been done before. So we don't really know how that's going to work either. Well, from, so from I don't know. Man, I didn't really answer your question. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, it's been mainly like um, suggestions and guidelines and, and appealing to people's common sense. Like if you're sick, stay at home and we will take care of you. Like we do have sick pay and now we get sick pay from the first day. We usually have to go one day without sick pay before we, when we're sick, but now we get it from the first day. You don't need a note from your doctor for the first three weeks if you're sick. And, and that's been changed now recently because of this. So it, they made it easier for people with symptoms to stay at home, which of course will, will help a lot in, in preventing the spreading of the disease in countries that don't have like that kind of system. Like, I mean, I assume in, in the U S where you don't actually get sick pay in the same way as we do, then you'll have to go to work even if you have symptoms. So yeah. the, like soft, uh, you know, ways they've been trying to, to influence us, could, trying trying could, to nudge us rather than push it. Yeah, yeah. Could yeah. work in a country like Sweden because we have, we we have access to healthcare. We have access to sick pay and and all those things that you don't have in other countries. So maybe uh, it would be just too extreme to do in Sweden what they've done in other countries. It would it would it wouldn't actually help. And then well, you have to. I I had a discussion with someone about um, about this the other day about how Britain has gone about it, and it's to to use a, the term that Noam Chomsky uses a lot: manufacturing consent, in the sense of they've just been drip feeding these ideas into the public um, discourse, and then that has kind of got into the group consciousness that this may happen. So when it does happen, it's not a shock; mm-hmm. it's like a it's a sort of a soft kill, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after the first weekend of this so-called lockdown, most people I've just completely ignored it. The, the, the high streets were packed, the pubs were packed, everything. And, and then it, Boris Johnson came on uh, the TV uh, on the Monday and just condemned everyone and said, look, we don't want to have to do anything more draconian, but if you don't listen, we're going to have to. 
and it seems to have worked like we only noticed just the other day the little play area behind our house has been locked um with fb keys which is basically uh fire brigade keys which i have a set of so i could go in and play if i want but i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna do that um and it just it just seems that now i think people are finally getting it um but the other the other fear is people getting weary of the overexposure i mean the news is just nothing but coronavirus yeah yeah and there's always that that um risk of people becoming weary complacent and then going back to how they want to be and it's even there was a one of the charts that the government uh the business minister rolled out today um shows that there's been a spike in um car travel um where i think people have just been bored and thought oh, i'm going out in the car so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next next few days with regards to that yeah well, I mean, in Italy, how long have they had the lockdown now, the quarantine? It's been a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. And and people are still getting infected. And the incubation time for COVID-19 is only around, for most people, like less than a week, right? So if lockdown actually worked, if people really did go into quarantine, you wouldn't have new cases in Italy. But they're having they still have just as many cases. So uh, it seems to not be working that well over there. And I mean, surely they know how serious this is. If they're not, if they're not able to follow the rules, I don't know who will. We, we, we touched on this yesterday with the, the exceptionalism um, aspect of it all. There are certain people that believe that they're invulnerable and that it's, it, this happens to other people, it doesn't happen mm. to them. And see, it actually knocks on their door and says hello i'm here mm-hmm. you know so i think there's an there's an, uh, an air of that about as well especially uh, definitely here because some mm-hmm. of the conversations i've had from people it's like are you you think you're invincible yeah yeah I mean, of course we all we all work like that i mean when i when I chose to go to the mountains, go skiing last week, I felt like the worst fucking person <laughs> in the world, the whole drive there. And, and I was like, yeah, uh, why, but, why but we do did, I think We did have a whole discussion about that at your house, mm-hmm. didn't we, just mm-hmm. before you left? Like, is mm-hmm. this, and I asked you, like, stay away, mm-hmm. like, is this just you making excuses because you really fucking want obviously. to go to the mountains? Obviously, and I said obviously I'm making excuses. <laughs> I mean, my worst fear going to the mountains was to be a burden to the like overstretched healthcare uh, providers there. Like I, here, I only live like 20 minutes from a university hospital, so uh, here this is a different. Uh, issue if i would get sick here but i really didn't want to get sick there because then i would be like such a such a dick going to the hospital there like ah oh, come on please help me uh but uh yeah in the end it was okay but yeah people i mean we all think like that it's it's it doesn't it doesn't they, when they say everyone should stay at home you think oh everyone except me because i actually have to go skiing right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh so. but um yeah the the thing the other thing about like the the mesh like the the tools the government used to to try to affect or to you know flatten the curve i mean it has to you have to be able to enforce these rules and, and regulations for quite a while it's not a week or two or three it's it's months and and then of course you have to you have to really they have to think far ahead when they tell us what to do today because and they have to think like what's the next step and the next step and if you all if you do like all the steps the first day then what are you gonna do like yeah. are you guys gonna i mean you're in some kind of lockdown now can you picture yourself staying like this for six months 12 months uh, 18 months well to be fair i got a text from my boss today saying i've got to go back to work as of monday so um that's gonna be fun um uh, but, you have to tell emma what you do though oh right um what's known as the domestic energy assessor so i go into people's homes and i do the energy rating for their property give them 
advice, energy consultancy, that kind of thing. That seems like so, something you shouldn't be doing now. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's not like vital to <laughs> to people's lives. That's, right that's why I wanted him to say it because that sounds like really a stupid thing. And a lot of your <laughs> your customers are are senior citizens as well, aren't they? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So you we, go we, to one old lady and then you go to the next. Like. Well, this, this, this was my argument I had with my work because um, when this all sort of first started catching fire over here, um, I was doing a job for a lady uh, in a town called Luton. And um, she was telling me that her um, uh, elderly mother, who was 88 years old, was recovering from chemo. She just had breast cancer. She was getting over it. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I could be walking around with it and I'm walking into people's houses. And mm. in my job, I do have to touch surfaces. So, I, I mean, we've now got gloves and whatnot. Mm. Um, but still, there's, you know, I, I could breathe on something and it remains on the property, on the wall or something like that. Mm. Um, and that was that was like my chief concern about doing my job. But um, according to my boss, as long as we are practicing social distancing, um, it should be fine. Because a lot of the elements of my job are, I could do from outside the property mm. um, and make fair assessments without having to go inside. And I've said, if there's any kind of um, issue, I'm just going to pull the job. I'm not going to do it. So, mm. Mm. and they, they seem to be all right with that. It's, like, it's just a case of, I think they just need to keep the, the, the company ticking over to a degree. And yeah. I'm the most experienced guy I mean, that's, uh, I, I understand. I mean, uh, it's it's um it's a hard balancing act now like what are you supposed to do and not do and like you know if you do too much straight away like that's what i was trying to say like if we stop everything now then then what's going to be left in like six months time like, exactly yeah I, um, think this is, I think this is where um trump's fear is coming in because he's seeing everything slowly slow down like economically and he's a mm-hmm. he's a businessman he that's that's anathema to him. He he wants to see businesses reopen, but the way he's doing it, it's like he's throwing the the, the working person under the bus just yeah. to save the economy and to mm. make big businesses more profitable. Yeah, and to me, that's just so ridiculous. What's the economy for? What is the economy? I mean, if it's not for people, <laughs> then what's it what's it for? And if people are dying to keep the economy going like what there's the gonna fuck? be no one left to uh make <laughs> to enjoy all sell. this yeah wasn't there this whole thing on fox about like that was a sacrifice that some people were actually yeah. like they would if i have to die to make sure that the country's economy is safe i don't mind kind of thing yeah, I think I think Jesse did a video on it. I'm I'm not 100%. I remember seeing something about it, where this guy goes on Fox News and says, "But you know, the economy's got to keep going, so do people kick the bucket?" Uh, well, all right. So mind. you need to tell you need to tell our viewers who Jesse is. Uh, I did it last night, so it's your turn now. <laughs> okay, Jesse Dolomore is a host. is a host of his own podcast with Brittany Page. He also does YouTube videos, and um, myself, Jartan, Mikey, and Cortez, we all um, watched his show, um, got involved in the show, became um, producers, and we kind of branched off on our own little thing because we all, you know, get along famously. And we started the, the Being podcast on the back of being listeners to Jesse Dolomore's show. So, so we check it out. for that. So check out I doubt, I doubt it podcast I doubt with Dollamore at Spotify, Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast and his YouTube channel at Dollamore. It is at Dollamore, isn't it? At Dollamore.com. At Dollamore.com. All right. Go and buy some merch. Those t-shirts are fucking horrendous though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got the mug. Um, all right, so back to the whole Corona thing. So what I feel you took issue with last night, right, is because is that I I went a bit harsh on the Swedish government for not doing enough mm. and leaving it up to 
the companies and the private citizen themselves to take responsibility mm-hmm. and being the company boss that I am uh, I I don't believe that that works right I no. believe that with even with hard restrictions people will go out and mm-hmm. in parks they will go out and do that if there are ramifications if there are actual ramifications of them doing that they will stop doing that and I feel like the Swedish government as it is is too because, weak because punishment always like stops crime from happening well no but it's it does... big there oh <laughs> yeah but it no 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 it doesn't stop it entirely but uh. if, if that's uh, it does decrease it right mm. it does make it it does make it go away altogether if we're using that logic that a law wouldn't prevent crime entirely therefore we shouldn't have a law all right so just like legalize fucking everything then right but I don't believe that that would be a good idea. I don't want heroin and and everything to be and all the guns to be legal. I want there to be actually be control to that. And by having a certain amount of of government control, there we could decrease, not eliminate, but decrease. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, it's not like they haven't done anything. Like I said, we now get sick pay from the first day if we feel ill and we can stay home. Uh, they prolonged how long you can stay at home without a note from your doctor and how long you can stay at home with your kids, taking care of your kids and still getting paid, right? Uh, so they're using all these like soft, you know, tools. And, and the thing you also have to remember, like when when you think about like why does Sweden act in a different way than other countries is that you, you were shitting all over Stefan Löfven, our prime minister, and he's not actually the one who decides what we're doing now because the system in Sweden works in that way that the specialist like parts of the government, um, the branches, the myndigheter we call them, they, they are the ones who decide and, who's in charge of them doctors and epidemiologists so these guys who are calling the shots now they're not doing it for political gain they're not doing it to seem strong or decisive or to get it re-elected or to make money they're doing it because they think that this is the best approach and We'll just have to see if it is or if it's not. But at least the decisions that are made in Sweden are based on like actual experts, expert opinions. And it's not like, I mean, when when the Danish prime minister came out, like, we're shutting down the schools. Like, to me, it seemed a lot like, like just proving that you're, you know, in charge and that you're powerful and you're doing something. I mean, my first instinct when this came around was like, shut down the schools. And and then I heard like, oh, well, kids don't seem to be spreading coronavirus. If we would shut down the schools in Sweden, like half the healthcare workers would have to stay at home because we don't have stay at home moms in Sweden. So people like me would have to be home with my kids instead of working. So you have to... It, yeah, there are a couple of things you have to remember, like how Sweden is governed. And also, like I said, we the, this country is quite different from a lot of other countries. So we have, we have maybe things that work against us. It's maybe diff- more difficult to make these like powerful decisions, but the decisions that are being made are actually like made by people who know. I mean, if you were if you were living in America, would you like Dr. Fauci or whatever his name is to decide, or would you prefer Trump to decide like what to do? Uh, anyone but Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think we have to be a little bit humble and and actually think that maybe they know what they're doing. Like we said, I mean, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, and uh, if we're going to be able to to last 6, 12, 18 what you, months. I what mean, do you think of the um, British strategy with regards to schools? So they've closed the schools down yeah. apart from um, key workers' kids. So yeah. if, you was, if you was here, mm-hmm. your, the school would still be open for your kids. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, I mean, they, that's also something they 
they're working on here and I think they like kind of mapped it down how they would how they would keep people with key I mean it was job uh, important jobs working um sure but but it has whatever you do has to actually gain you know uh, help people and if it doesn't if you if you've if you have no evidence to support the theory that kids in primary school spread the infection, then why do it? I mean, yeah. we we stopped uh, all the university students study uh, via distance and um, college students, I don't know, the high school students, because they, when they're at home, they don't need a parent looking after them. And also they they tend to, travel more back and forth to school than primary uh, school kids who go to a local school so it has a greater effect on the spreading of the disease if you shut down the those schools uh, so you have to look at like what you actually gain and what the cost is uh, for not just like money cost but like the cost in people's lives like yeah what about um, restaurants and bars and things? Are they all closed in Sweden or are they still open? What's the crackdown? No, they're still open. They're, now they have recommendations about like how they should have the tables and stuff. But I think right, it's I'm pretty tough. I'm getting on a plane right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm getting on a plane right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I know I know there was a discussion in, in the UK when you were kind of recommended to not go to pubs, but they were they didn't tell the pubs to close down. So then they can't claim insurance and stuff, the pub owners. And yeah. um I think I mean it's gonna be very problematic for restaurants in Sweden. Um a lot of them are gonna probably have to close down because yeah, they're people shot, aren't going out. They're, they're shutting down head over heels now, uh, yeah. especially oh, really? in the city. Yeah, especially in the city there we live in. Uh, mm. The biggest club, it's a big club with bowling alleys. It's like five stories tall. They shut down. Yeah, um, uh, yeah mm. uh, the in our old... Uh, town hall there is there's a big dance club with a pub in the basement they're in reconstruction as we call it like they have to look through their finances because they lost 80 percent of their revenue over the last like month or so um yeah so it's bad for restaurants what i feel would be better than what I feel is weak. All right, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go about this, but I'll take a different approach. All right. So what I feel uh, the the Swedish government is being weak on is that if they told them you have to close, right, they have to re- be responsible for them having actual business to open afterwards by saying you're allowed to be open, but you're not allowed to have more than fifty people. You have to do it this way and that way, and you have the Corona scare. They're not responsible for anything. And they don't have to reimburse the business owners that go out of business. Mm. If they told them you have to, by law, mm. we have mandated you to, you have to close mm. it down. Mm. They have to fucking be responsible for these people having a business when this mm. shit yeah. is yeah. over. And this is yeah. weak because this makes sure this is a way for them not to say you have to and take responsibility mm. for that. But they're still killing the business though. Mm. Yeah. And this is, this is the thing that, um, is, is very, very sort of litigious in its nature because a friend of mine um, was, come, was was on tour up until um, the start of the main sort of bulk of what's going on. And he couldn't say that he's cancelling the tour. He has to say it's postponed because the promoters couldn't shut them down and the venues couldn't shut them down because it was all advisory until they actually closed them down. So what they've had to do is postpone it all. Yeah, they'll lose some money. Um, but as long as they say they'll postpone it and honour the tickets at future dates, it's fine. But if Boris had come in and said, no, we're ordering everything to shut straight away, that's when the insurances would have kicked in. Mm. It would have been government mandate rather than just a suggestion. And again, it was down to that trickle feeding of information um, to get the people on board with it. So when it happened, it was less of a less of a slap around the face and more of a sort of like gentle nudge in the right direction well may i don't know maybe maybe it's a week like you say shut down or maybe 
I don't know what to call it. I'm I'm not here to defend like every every decision made by the Swedish government. But yeah, I also think that it's it's tricky. I mean, maybe that their hope is that doing it this way, a few uh, like on, only fifty percent of restaurants will close down instead of seventy. I I don't know. Like people, if people still can go out and eat and just sit further apart. Maybe some restaurants will make it. I'm not sure, but I mean, but, but but wouldn't it be better though if you just told every restaurant like fucking shut down? You're you're shut mm-hmm. down for six, eight weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll take care of you, right? We'll we'll mm-hmm. make sure that your employees get paid, mm-hmm. the rents get paid, and after those eight weeks, like you still have a business to fucking mm-hmm. open, right? Instead of taking away the eighty percent of their revenue by mm-hmm. all this weak as fucking sanctions right which basically makes the business owner responsible for the revenue that they actually lose the government doesn't have to take responsibility for that and and that's what where i feel that we went wrong in sweden right because um, a lot you of, might be right i could i could see where you see that that would be seen as weak i can, I, I get that but at the same time it's this this whole thing is unprecedented for every single government around the world to deal mm. with so you are going to get different takes on it. You are going to get different strategies, and people will get it right. People will get it wrong. But it's this this thing just transcends all party politics. As much as we bash Trump and as much as I bash Boris, their job but, but, is now to keep keep everyone safe. And that's just... but, ladies and gentlemen, we forgot a very very important question, didn't we? Did we? What are we drinking? <laughs> oh, what are we drinking? <laughs> What are we drinking? Let's start with Wayne. What are you drinking, mate? I'm drinking a lovely Australian Shiraz, 13.5%. Uh, got a lovely bouquet, and it's got a fucking kick to it as well. <laughs> Emma, what have you got in your glass, love? Uh, well, nothing, sadly. Nothing. <laughs> I finished it. It was a Chardonnay. I'm not quite sure what. Maybe Chilean Chardonnay, I think. Nice. So... So you sent your husband to uh, Sister Bologna, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jota, what you got? I got uh, I got Fort Miss Barkett and also bought by her husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which was very, very pleasant. Uh it doesn't smell too good though. The bouquet is not very pleasant, but it tastes awesome. It was really good. Well, Shartan, at least you still have your sense of smell, which probably means that you don't have corona. <laughs> I have fucking chronic smoker's cough. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, like yeah, when I, I go, when I go and deliver shit, and I like start coughing as soon as I get out of the truck, people are just fucking off right left. Well, I've got this weird cough that kind of manifests normally when I'm talking for like extended periods of time. I just get a little tickle in the back of my throat. And I can't help it. It's normally in the morning that I get it. It's really weird. But then through the day, it will just drop off. But I don't smoke or anything. So, All right. So uh, we got uh, a comment from Brenna, who uh, says love to Wayne, and she loves Shiraz. So uh, hi, Brenna. Hello, Brenna. <laughs> and good taste. Good taste. All right. So how do you feel that... Sweden could do less, more, or have we done what we can do to flatten that curve? I don't know. I mean, shit, it seems to be spiking now in Stockholm. I don't know. In Finland, they pretty much closed off Helsinki, right? Uh, (laughs) I saw that they they did a poll and a bunch of, like, overall in Sweden, I think two-thirds want to shut, like, basically quarantine Stockholm, but in Stockholm it's only 17%, <laughs> surprisingly enough. <laughs> but, um, um, oh, shit, I don't know. This Again, like, this, um, the talk about the curve and the shape of the curve, that's all about whether or not you want to overload the, the healthcare system and, like, uh, like have uh, more ICU patients than you can handle. And let's be clear, we do not want to overload our ICUs, right? No, we don't want to do that, uh, obviously. Uh, still, we 
don't know exactly how it's going to differ in from different countries, like how many percent of the, the people who get sick are going to need ICU care. We don't know because uh, that is depending on various risk factors like smoking, for example. Uh, um, obesity <laughs> is a risk fa a factor. Oh. And... Uh, like living in uh, areas with bare, bad air quality is a risk factor. So stuff like that is going to come into play. We don't really know yet um, how much it's going to affect uh, the situation in Sweden. But the one thing that, I, that I've been thinking about that I, I feel like they're not talking about enough is like how this is all going to like end, you know? Like I, what are people... Like you opinion. guys who are not like doctors, <laughs> what do we you are think definitely, it's <laughs> we are we are definitely not doctors in any shape, form, or way. Uh, uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, I, I was going to go into medicine, but I thought saving the planet this way would be an easier way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you guys? What What does the man on the street actually think is going to happen? Like a month, three, six, twelve months from now, like. Yeah, I'm. I'm just interesting. Interested in like knowing before I get, kind of tell you. <laughs> Jotan, do you want to take that one? Well, first we we actually got a viewer question for Emma. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, from Brenna, and she wants to know why are the tests so hard to come by. Um. Well, we had uh, in. Well, is this a Sweden no, question Brenna's, or just Bre Brenna's in the US. She's in, in the US. US. Well, you guys kind of. Oh, you guys. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Trump. We'll blame Trump. Kind of fucked up the <laughs> the test. Yes. There. Yes. We got our actual MD fucking blaming Trump for everything that's wrong in the world. Good. <laughs> Uh, well, at least the tests, like when they rolled out the test, they were faulty and they didn't test early enough. So they didn't really know where the, where the epidemic was spreading. But you have different, I mean, obviously you need a test that works. In Spain, I think they had a problem with the tests only being 30% accurate. So you need tests that are actually, you know, accurate and work uh there's the i mean all the different chemicals like the stuff that goes into the test you have to have enough of that all of a sudden the world the whole world is screaming for this like one test that didn't even exist a couple of months ago obviously there's going to be a shortage of like whatever shit goes into that and also you need like the swabs uh, that you do the test with. Last night, I actually dreamt that I had to take a test on myself with a toothbrush <laughs> in my nose to send to the lab. So you need like actual stuff for the test and um, and the strategy for you know who to test when. You know, uh, yeah, we've had like how many seven hundred thousand positive tests in the world for the last couple of months for a thing that didn't exist. You know, well, Emma, can I get your opinion ago. on the the theory behind this um, squashing the curve? Because mm -hmm. they're saying that they're trying to drive the peak towards the warmer months, mm -hmm. um, but that kind of the fact that Spain is so national, Australia has got it bad, Italy's mm -hmm. got it bad, and these are hot countries. Iran, yeah. for God's sake, has got it bad. So, is there any truth in that? Because it seems to be both those examples fly in the face of the theory. Well, I don't know if they're trying to like push the curve towards the summer because they think the summer in itself is going to help so much. Because like you said, in the Southern Hemisphere, they also have this now. Uh, for, for us, we know that we have fewer flus, like normal flus in the summer, um, burdening the healthcare system. And we have fewer colds and people are generally healthier in the summer. Uh, at the same time as healthcare workers want to be on on vacation in the summer uh, but we can sort of forget about that this year I think um, so it's uh, the, the flattening of the curve is to not overload the system right and um, uh, if, you, if you if you have five ICU beds 
with ventilators and you have five patients, you're fine. But when you have seven patients for those five beds, you have to make some tough choices, right? Not everyone's going to survive. And so that's the whole idea with the flattening of the curve. But, but this thing I was trying to ask you guys, but you kind of avoided answering with like, so what's going to happen? It down. I wrote it down. The man on the street view. I wrote it down. Man on the street. I wrote yeah. it down. That's why I got my pen and paper out. Yes. So what did, did you write? Did you just no, write no, the I, man I, on the street? I, yeah, I, I just man on the street just so we, we wouldn't forget about your question. All right. Uh, where do no, you but, want to go first? Yeah, go on. I'll take it. Um, I, I basically think that there's, the problem is we've got a lot of, Facebook experts and Twitter professors out there at the minute. So you've got so much sort of mixed messages going on that people will just um, show deference to someone who they think has got more knowledge than them, even if they're not a medical professional. So you do get people that will just believe someone who they think is a clever bloke. Um, so there's all the myths around it. Uh, they need to be squashed now, like online. And I know that um, on YouTube, especially, they're flagging anyone who says that the term coronavirus, that, that video is flagged and then suppressed and demonetized. Um, so a lot of uh, podcasters and YouTubers, what they're doing now is they're not actually saying the word because of the algorithm that's demonetizing their videos. Um, and it's a, a way to stop the propaganda that's going around about it. Right. And there was a geezer in America who was trying to sell, he was selling silver, um, colloidal silver as a way to, uh, and he's saying it, it will cure coronavirus. And so that had to get shut down. He had to have like a, there was a, a legal case drawn against him. So that all had to get shut down because there's so much disinformation out there. But I think, again, going to that exceptionalism thing, a lot of people think they know better. Um, but they're not getting like back. like um, dudes like Norwegian truck drivers yeah Norwegian, yes. those kinds of dudes yeah proper twice classic yeah all right so shit on the white trash right <laughs> <laughs> fuck you though <laughs> <laughs> the man what's on my opinion? street <laughs> yeah what's the, what's the man on your street think about it the man on my street the man on this street um all right so this is my two cents on the on the matter. I feel like we're not in a containment phase. We're in a slowing down phase, right? We're just trying to slow down. We we're just trying to make sure that everybody gets the care that they need. Um, yes, I am a smoker. I will get sicker than most, but I'm quite young, and even though I'm not as fit as I used to be, I probably won't die. Uh, or go to the ICU, most probably. See, coronavirus uh, just said challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. And like, everybody needs to know I'm the biggest baby. If I get like a fever of 101, I'm like that. I get the man called bad. I'm, I'm such a fucking baby about it. But at the same time, like, it won't kill me though, right? Most likely. There, there's a very small probability that a man my age uh, will die from it. But the people that need that care, they need to have that care when they need it, at the point that they need it. And we need to make sure that we have the resources uh, to take care of those people when and if that happens, right? Well, it's not a if anymore. It's a when. When that happens, we need to take care of them. And my perspective of that is that Stop bitching about things that just don't matter. That you can't go to your cabin over Easter. Don't, and that you're not. Are you looking at me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I gave you shit like to your face three weeks ago. Everything's said and done about that. I don't think that what you did was right, but I'm not gonna like go into that. Uh, you you did your reasoning. You. You were honest about it. You were like, yeah, I'm just making excuses because I really want to fucking go to my sister's cabin and go skiing. Uh, but at the same time, you were not one of those in those 2,000 uh, big discos having a big office ski, were you? Like you were sitting in your sister's cabin with your two kids. Uh, you left your husband at home and 
You were like four oh, people. Maybe that was a reason. That was a reason. Leave the husband at home. Fuck off to drink wine in the cabin. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was at the cabin. Like I saw some Facebook pictures of her in the disco, going like, wah, wah. no, no, no. Uh, no, but, but 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 like you did your reasoning. You mm. you stand by that. You 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 st- stand by that choice, and you say, yeah, of course I'm making excuses. All right, so all right, you did a conscious choice, and you stand by that choice, and you know it might not have been the morally right decision to make, but you made that decision on behalf of yourself. Fine. But we are now in a different situation. Like, and people are not just going to their small cabins to sit there, right? They're going now to meet people, to sit and scale it for people they don't know that come all around the country. And now that's what we're bitching about. That for one Easter, this one Easter in 2020, we're not allowed to go to our cabin and sit in a ski lift. Is that is that really a fucking problem though? Is that is that is that is that what we want to focus on in this fucking day and age? Well, there was a there was a controversy over a TV presenter over here who said she was gonna um, self isolate in a holiday home in Devon when she lives in London. So everyone was like, "Really, you're going to your holiday home to self isolate? You've taken it that seriously?" And there was a big ha ha about it and she was like oh no i'm really doing it for my kids and all this it was just it was just another well i'll be all right and make sure you get all of that anna there's something wrong with this bottle <laughs> drew probably had a bet before he <laughs> gave it to you yeah yeah <laughs> like he must have given me like a half bottle or something yeah, cool. what happened there. yeah you got a really small glass in front of you there haven't you? <laughs> well um yeah, this thing with people going to cabins, I mean, shit, uh, that, uh, if I can shit on Norway a little bit, I think that was a big uh, issue mm. in uh, in Oslo uh, when they started talking about quarantining. What do all the rich o- Oslo people do? They go to their cabin where they, where they basically have no health care and the people haven't been exposed to the virus, but then these fuckers come and cough all over them. You see that all over the world, and like I, it was really sad. I listened to this uh, podcast about uh, the situation in Colombia, where like people go from Bogota to their cabins. I mean, it's the same shit. But um, uh, right, right. Can cabins I, can I just aside, are you, are, are, can, am I allowed to comment on this? Because I'm no, not. I, don't, I think I know. I think we moved on. So okay, okay. Great, no, <laughs> moving, on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. No, seriously, I was thinking like you don't really talk a lot about like what's next what's next for well what's going to happen for the next couple of months and the next year or so like there's a lot of focus on today and like the next you have these like countries do these like three week plans and this but shit like i'm i'm not an epidemiologist or a like infectious disease doctor but the way well, I'm thinking, we do have one. We do have in, one on the street, in, in but the, you chose uh, me instead so, <laughs> to come. You on didn't the answer no. It, it was you. It, it, you shot on me. You shot on me. I had to call you out on that. Well, um, hold up, it's your All right. So, so far we've established that there are two medical professionals on your street. How the fuck do you live there? <laughs> He bought, bought the house a couple of years before us, and then we came in and gentrified the whole place. And, it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like now, I could never afford this house. Is like <laughs> full of doctors and <laughs> and everything, uh, uh, and everybody's just looking at me like, "Can you just move your back? <laughs> Can you move already, dude? <laughs> Can you just just fuck off? You're like you're fucking up the housing prices on our whole street. Just being here." Me running around without my shirt on, going like, ah! no. Uh, so, all right. So, what what's next? All right. Um, I drive lorries, right? That's what I do. I make sure that shit gets out to the stores, and people always buy shit. If it's food, if it's medicine, if it's high pressure washers or whatever, people buy shit. Um, yeah, it might slow down, but it's not going to go away. So, I'm I'm st- still going to be here. I'm still going to be fine. I, f- for myself, I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had influxes in K- 
capital and in our economy all the way the world and it's just not going to change that much uh for me my life's going to look the same um but as we were talking about yesterday what kind of pisses me off is like everybody's now standing on their balconies in the middle of stockholm or london or everything applauding health workers and lawyer drivers making sure that everything runs and i like yeah you could take that applaud and you can just like shove it some place the sun never shines but fucking pay me just <laughs> just 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 pay just start, start, start I, I, okay um yeah, but, but start, I would, I would start, and a visor would be nice we we have fuck all <laughs> i would prefer yeah. that i, 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 I told you i told you i was willing no i told you i was willing to like steal your palette of that shit and you were like no we can't do that <laughs> Uh, you can, well, you can steal it and hand. just anonymously dump it uh, outside our <laughs> clinic, but hand. you can't tell have me you got, about have it. Have you got a bike helmet that you can lend? Yeah. Yeah, have a bike helmet. That'd be fine. I drive a Harley. <laughs> Do you think I got... It's like a... F it's just on top here, mate. It's a fucking novelty helmet. Oh, just get a bit of cling film over the front, then. Yeah. <laughs> do it doesn't have any fucking visor on it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot. you've um, got to keep, keep up the gimmick, haven't you? Hey, all false marketing here, mate. All false marketing, right? Oh, we know. We've established that. Yeah. You're, you're a fraud. Yep. <laughs> Still have a suit for it, though. Well, fair enough. That's because no one's, no one's really called you out on it until now, so... No. Anyway, you're Not because I'm, I'm, I'm constantly demonetized, mate. Whatever I do is, like, demonetized. It's like, don't give this man money. Like, just shove yeah. it the other way. Yeah. Yeah, we don't seem to be making any money off these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I was promised wine for this, but then Shetland decided we should do it in our separate, no. like, hey, own house. Hey, what did I say? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm calling you, I'm calling bullshit on this. I'm calling bullshit on this because I said you could borrow my headset when you come over to get your pay. Uh-huh. Uh, right. I got a, I got a <laughs> bottle of wine for you over here. Like it, it, it like you'll all be Emma, off Emma. for like three minutes. He, he didn't promise you wine. He promised you wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right. You, you get one for that. You get one for that. <laughs> you just misheard him. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, we're at uh, an hour and five minutes. Um, oh, geez. Wow. Do you think people want to listen for this long? We've had we've had uh, over Some thirty viewers. people dropping by. Nice. So um, actually, did you know that we all have three hundred views on that video from last night, mate? Really? I only buy and check, mate. I've been dadding today. Actually, to be fair, I slept most of the morning. <laughs> yeah, because you're not working, are you, wanker? No, my well, the thing is, I don't sleep anyway. My body clock is all over the place. So, like, I woke up at first day sh shortly after we finished yesterday. Um, I woke up about half one, and then I was awake till six, then fell asleep again till about ten. So, yeah, I need some, I need some consistency back in my life. I need that routine, but I'm gonna try. Um, and go out for uh, an hour-long walk tomorrow morning, um, just for my own sanity more than anything. And uh, are you allowed yeah. to do that? You are yeah. allowed to go for walks. An hour, an hour uh, a day, mm. and then any time else you go out is for essential. Um, and uh, and the the police have actually started pulling people up and saying, "What are you doing?" Um, okay. Wow. And encouraging Jeez. people to go home. There was there was people. Uh, there was a guy on. Uh, London tonight, a police officer who was at one of the tube stations just saying, uh, reporting on what they've been doing. And he said that he's, he's spoken to a few people and they've actually turned around and gone home. Mm. So it, it, is, it is working, that gentle nudge. And the mm. thing is, a, a lot of British people are sort of like, they'll see a police officer and they'll go, oh shit, better go home then. And they'll phone their boss saying, oh, please tell me to go home. <laughs> so there is... There is that again. That deference does work um, to our advantage sometimes, but the deference to the the unqualified expert is the 
the thing that worries me. Yeah, uh, I, I because before we finish, uh, first I want to tell uh, everybody who's work, uh, who's watching, uh, which is about five people about now, yeah, uh, uh, right now. But uh, do you have any questions for Emma? Please post them uh, in the comment section below, uh, and I'll ask them to Emma, and you'll get an honest and fantastic answer. And in the meantime, we'll just feel, and we'll just sit here and listen. Uh, uh, <laughs> but. I really want to know what Emma feels would be the right way going forward for Sweden and for the world as a whole. <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, that, oh, yeah, sure. I'll answer that. No, no, but in the corona pandemic kind of like, what should we do? Right? What, 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 what? Can Sweden do what should the government do uh, right here where we live? I understand that you can't answer for governments in other places, uh, but uh, what and what should every every citizen do? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, no if, uh, <laughs> the guidelines we have now, like if we would just follow those, I think we would be okay like the social distancing and working from home if possible staying home like absolutely staying home if you're if you feel any if you have any symptoms and uh, keeping your kids home if they have any symptoms um so i mean if, you, if we have good guidelines we just have to follow them really i think that that would be enough i mean the thing is um the thing i i've been thinking about uh is you know the the plan and what's going to happen next when it comes to like this disease actually you know playing playing out like i mean how is it how is it all going to end because i mean how does the disease stop spreading it, it stops either because you don't have the the conditions aren't right like you can't have malaria here because it's too cold for the right mosquito right so you can't have the spread here but the coronavirus doesn't really seem to care if it's warm or cold so you can't wait for the right you know conditions so what what will stop it really i mean it is herd immunity like either immunity from having had the disease or from being vaccinated and vaccin the vaccination yeah is there a proven that there when you've had this disease that there is immunity no. after the fact no okay no most wow. likely you'll have immunity for couple of weeks a couple of months but you know when when you've had a cold it's not like you will never have a cold again even with the flu you can have the same flu again you might have milder symptoms the next year when you get it but we don't actually know because it's new sorry the strains mutate, don't they? Annually, yeah, like, it seems like, to be quite stable. Job. This uh, this virus seems to be quite stable and hasn't been mutating a lot. But I mean, if <laughs> if all of India gets it right, or the whole world, I mean, the the virus will have enough chances to mutate in all those, you know, human bodies. So we, we don't know. But say we do have some kind of immunity that lasts for say a year or so. Um, and then we'll get a vaccine in maybe a year and a half or two years from now. Up on, until then, I reckon this will just this will be our new reality. Uh, because uh, even say say you would have like zero cases in Sweden in three months' time. Say we like we do this fantastic job of containing it, and we have zero cases in in August. Then what? Then some fucking Norwegian will come over and cough on us. And here we go again. <laughs> uh, it will just start over. I mean, it started with one dude in China eating a raw bat. And now the whole world has it. So as long as it's around, it's going to carry on spreading. That's what they're thinking in Asia, in East Asia now, in countries where they really managed to push it down, like South Korea. Once they start like lifting the the sanction, not the sanction, the the quarantine and the rules, you'll have a second wave, and then you'll put people in quarantine again, and then you'll have a third wave when you ease up on the restrictions. So that's that's the whole thing. Like, will 
probably all get it sooner or later or if we're lucky we won't get it and uh, we'll just have to wait for the vaccine but it's going to be a reality for the next 18 months to two years probably um and that's well, why i think I've, um, sorry one thing i've noticed over, over here is there's a huge outpouring of altruism and community spirit and people looking after their, mm. their neighbors that they've never spoken to before but now because mm. of this uh, i've seen letters put through people's door people posted on certain websites i'm here to help any of my neighbors who need um, mm. things from the shops and it's it's been beautiful but yeah i just hope it lasts yeah the last time that this really kind of happened was post second world war and out of that we had a massive social housing building um we had the nhs founding um, mm. and we had public schools so mm. maybe at the end of this we might actually see that we're all pulling for each other and not just at the individual hopefully mm. and that's why i think it's important that the measures put in are reasonable that or that that feel reasonable to people right um being locked up in a small flat is never going to feel reasonable really so um it's, it's kind of like <laughs> the difference between going on a like a super strict diet versus like just changing your habits and living healthier living healthier uh and this like compare yeah if you compare that to like um social distancing you, you can do it? that you can do oh, you can't, but the rest of us could possibly do it for two years but like going on a strict diet like only eating broccoli soup whatever how long can you do that for a week or two and then you're just not going to do it anymore and since this is going to be a reality for a year at least i think um, that's why it's important to have measures that people can actually relate to and feel are reasonable or it's just gonna i yeah like i said in italy they have this like super strict quarantine but why isn't it working why aren't there zero new cases well it must be because people just aren't you know following the rules and i think that's a, a good place to uh, draw this to an end yeah okay it is it's uh it's really good emma you got some final words for us uh, i tried texting your husband saying that your glass was empty he has to show <laughs> oh, the bastard is asleep probably <laughs> yeah probably yeah. Yeah. um no i uh feel um I, I'd like to thank Gamma for taking the time. I did yeah. have to. I, I, we have to. We have to be honest. Uh, I did have to bribe her. I do owe you a bottle of wine. Uh, I'll probably just pop down there and share that with you. That's not socially distancing. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit six feet away. We can sit in the in the glass-in veranda. It's really nice in the afternoons now, and yeah, it's seven yeah. meters long, so we can we have lots of space. Yeah. <laughs> you can sit hey, on one Jonathan, end. How do you live in this road? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just got lucky, mate. Lucky, <laughs> <Fuck> hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I can actually tell you some stuff about the virus and the disease and shit if you want. <laughs> if you want to give us some actual fucking facts go ahead like we need them because we don't have them but I, I think people are too tired now like I can tell you why people die from it and like how it works and shit but I, I don't know <laughs> hey there's always tomorrow right there's because always we got tomorrow. we got we no we got regular schedule episode tomorrow cortez and yep. mike is going to be here what why don't we do this right we'll do the recording we'll invite emma on because i know that our american friends um, would like to pick her brain would like oh, to my uh, ideas of oh it's cool just <laughs> voluntary social distancing <laughs> yeah no so so i think <laughs> I, I think uh if emma has the time and i have another bottle of wine in my wine rack uh we're invited back tomorrow we'll be back we'll do this live as well as the podcast as soon as we find somebody to can who can do the producing because nobody else has the fucking time yeah if we can make it a friend this sort of time again that'll be that'd be perfect yeah 
and we'll try to do it at the same time. Um, Emma, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you for. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. Uh, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we're fun. so we're we're so, we're so glad to have you. Uh, and the bashing wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, though. But Shetan, I am nice usually. I'm like Shetan's. Uh, like private family doctor you know how many times I've glued him up when he comes to me with like these dirty freaking cuts because he's been like playing with his motorcycle and I don't know what yeah I do hurt myself quite a lot don't I that's that's my one like tip from Dr. Emma today super glue is just as good as surgical glue oh brilliant it works every time yeah, I, and I can attest to that. Like, I would have like only two fingers left if Emma didn't have super glue in their fucking eyes. And that's that's coming from a medical professional, not us two idiots. Yeah, no, that that that's from from an actual MD. So, um, from all us here at the Pin Podcast, uh, we'd like to thank Emma for taking the time to talk into two fucking. F- Dumbasses who probably got everything wrong last night. Uh, All right, but, but we got a strong opinion. Yeah, yeah. Got you had strong opinions, opinion. and I mean that We're counts like for a lot. Uh, yeah. So, thank you, thank you for listening. Playing us out again, Blacked Up Mojo. Come get your coat. Yeah.